I'm Dr. Jake Owens, Director of Conservation for the LA Zoo, and you're listening to Biodiversity. This week's bonus episode features my conversation with Joe Ballantyne, otherwise known as the Hummingbird Guy on TikTok. Joe's incredibly creative and over-the-top attempts to get a hummingbird to land on him caught my attention, and I knew we had to talk. Joe Ballantyne, it's really great to meet you. It's really fun because we've started this project with the Gottlieb Native Gardens. So this amazing native garden with native plants that ended up drawing in all this wildlife. This is a place where like in over a weekend, you'll get 400 individual hummingbirds. And you're obviously the hummingbird guy on TikTok. And so we wanted to talk with you. Crazy. I was so excited when I saw it. So yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. So can you introduce yourself? So um, Joe Ballantyne. I'm from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, born and raised in Jersey, though, North Jersey. I'm a service tech right now. I also coach wrestling. So what you didn't say was that you're a birder or a bird person or anything like that. No, I was never a, a bird watcher or anything like that. I guess right now, you could call me more of a, a hummingbird guy, the hummingbird watcher, just because everyone knows me. That's how I am. Um, but no, I love, I fell in love with the creatures. They're so beautiful and just so, it's like, it's like a little magical creature. That's, that's all. I love them. How did you actually come up with the idea of having one land on you? Yeah, I was um, sitting in my front yard or on my porch. I was eating cereal. And uh, you saw a hummingbird flew right by my face, went to the feeder, and I just froze. And then it flew away. And I was like, ah, like, that was the first taste I got. And uh, ever since then, um, I was just addicted to it. You know, I really, uh, I love that kind of engagement. You've tried a bunch of different ways to get a bird to land on you. It all started with me just holding a plastic cup with sugar water in it. Uh, I had a whole bucket of sugar water and I dumped it on myself. I had, I made these sunglasses where I had suction cup hummingbird feeders and put them on the sunglasses, try to attract them. And that was a crazy experience because a hummingbird actually landed on top of my sunglasses. The, he could have pecked right at my face. Like that's how close uh, we were, which was so cool. You don't feel it at all. And especially with sunglasses, you couldn't feel it. I just, I saw it. That's insane. Uh, and then another one, I painted my face red and I, and I put the, the feeder in my mouth. And then the most successful, I definitely, the ghillie suit was a huge success. It's, you look like a big bush, basically. So you blend in with the ground and they would come more thinking I was a bush. Was there a point that you got to where you almost gave up? It wasn't not, it was giving up. I felt bad because the, where I'm at, the hummingbirds migrate down south. So I couldn't really post all winter long. And so it was getting to the point where it was like September, October-ish. And I was like, this has to happen soon because they're leaving. And then it finally happened. So can you tell us the setup for the, the successful landing? And then did you have more success after that? The setup was I had one of the feeders, the ones I went on my sunglasses, it could pop off and it was just right on my hand. And I just stuck my hand out and maybe a minute gone by and it flew right on it. And the crazy thing was it stopped. I wasn't flying. It just landed right on my hand or right on the feeder. And I just said, hey, buddy, how you doing? He looked at me and then uh, a car drove by and it flew away. What did you feel in that moment? It was such a cool experience and kind of knowing all that hard work paid off. Um 
definitely felt like a win in my book. But and then after that, nothing really. Um, that was like the last of the last, and then they migrated down south. That's awesome. Did it, did it make you uh, a little sad when they did fly south? Yeah, I'm. I'm so yeah. I'm so sad right now, and I try to like feed other animals, and it was a complete fail. I try to uh, feed a, a turkey vulture, which they're hard to feed. They're definitely hard to feed, but with uh, fish, yeah. With fish, yeah, definitely with fish. Um, fish or roadkill on the side. I actually got roadkill, threw it in a bag, and like placed it in a field and laid with my ghillie suit, hoping it would come down. No, it didn't come down. What, what does your mom think about all this? <laughs> it's more my dad. My mom's actually a <laughs> supporter, uh, which is crazy. Whatever I do, she makes me all these hummingbird uh, arts and crafts. That's awesome. My brother and sister make fun of me. I'm staying with my dad for it, and my mom's always in my corner. It's really funny for me because this is the kind of things that uh, scientists like me will, you know, will do this kind of thing. And I love it. You know, looking at your your Instagram and your Twitter, and I saw that um, you were a uh, an NCAA college wrestler, and and it, it kind of struck something in me because I, I was a, an all American pole vaulter in college. Oh, awesome! I all, have always said that my experience in college track. W- help me in my my work as a conservation biologist. You know, lived in the jungle for five months, you know, carrying tons of weight, like sitting down, not moving to see an animal for hours and hours and hours. I've, I've literally always said that that I think for me, college track was the thing that built those skills and the patience because you just, you do a lot of stuff. And I know that wrestling is really, really difficult and taxing. And so do you think that there's something, because I was watching your video, you're standing there perfectly still in a really awkward position for minutes trying to get this animal to land. Wrestling definitely played a huge part. It it allowed me to stay uh, dedicated and disciplined. And, you know, I always thought on my, people always ask, don't you get sick of standing out there for like three, four, five hours? And I was like, thinking in the back of my head, no, I could be doing something much worse than this right now. (laughs) Being able to sit out here with my inner thoughts and just connecting to nature, that's, that's, I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. You Mm -hmm. put a lot of time and effort and energy and a lot of odd um, behaviors into this. And I'm, I'm seriously impressed by it. And it makes me wonder what your next uh, goal is for you know interactions with the natural world. You're trying vultures. I have my doubts, but I, I wish you the best of luck. Is there anything else? Um, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to continue with the hummingbirds when they come back. Yeah. I really, I really like it. So I, I hope you keep it up. It's great. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the normal guy trying to connect with nature. You can watch videos of Joe trying to befriend a hummingbird on TikTok at at Joey Yikes, that's J-O-E-Y-Y-I-K-E-S. Biodiversity is made possible with support from the Gottlieb Native Garden. It's produced by me, Jake Owens, and April Merle, with contributions from Bennett Ray, Brenda Scott Royce, and Hannah Beal. Special thanks to Scott Logan. Our executive producers are Susan Gottlieb, Diane Shader-Smith, Tom Jacobson, and Denise Ferret. Original music by Micah Smith.